Hi, and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Tara Humphrey. I run an award-winning healthcare consultancy specialising in supporting primary care networks. I'm a facilitator. I am a mum of three. I have an MBA and I would class myself as a bit of an adventurer. And I absolutely love all things business, all things leadership, all things management. So I created this podcast for clinical and non-clinical colleagues working in the field of health and care and for those of you looking to develop your leadership skills. Every week we release an episode which focuses on the hard and soft skills required to lead in this increasingly complex environment as we move to delivering more integrated care. So let's jump into this week's episode. Hey, and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. And also welcome to those of you who are watching on our Primary Care Network YouTube channel. We're currently testing out some different things at THC. For those of you on the YouTube channel, you may not know that we have got a back catalogue of over 200 episodes of the Business of Healthcare podcast, where we share general leadership and management advice and interviews from healthcare leaders. And on our YouTube channel, I think this is going to be a place for very specific primary care network conversations, but we wanted to share this conversation with our YouTube audience because we know we have got primary care network listeners there and we just want to see what method, what mode of communication do you like to receive this information? So it's a bit of a test, it's a bit of a trial. In this episode, we are going to be talking specifically about the digital and transformation lead available to primary care networks. So there may be some generic advice you'll be able to glean from this, but this is very specific to our primary care network colleagues. And the reason why I'm so interested in this role, I've written two blogs on it already, and those blogs have been really, really popular is because I think that role impacts on the PCN management team in a positive way. This is a role that adds to our leadership management capacity. So a little bit of background on the, I think it was on the 26th of September, NHS England released a letter to say there were some changes to the DES, some changes to the impacts and investment fund, some impacts and investment fund indicators were being deferred or being stopped. And we also got notified we could add two additional roles via the additional role reimbursement scheme. Those roles were one was a GP assistant and the other role was a digital and transformation lead. Now, I think there there feels more attention on the digital and transformation lead because the GP assistant, we were provided with a job description. We were provided with how they would be trained. I don't think it's brand new to general practice. Other practices already have them. So I think it's just deciding what the remit is going to be for that role in your network. The digital and transformation lead for many networks is brand new. And I think the interest in this role is because does this role do what the PCN manager does? You know, why is why is this role part of the R scheme, but the PCN management role isn't part of the R scheme, it's funded separately. 
And I know people will say, well, Tara, that's what the core funding is for. That is what your leadership and management funding is for. But there is a difference because the additional, for those roles in the additional role reimbursement scheme, they get, if they get an NHS pension, they get their, you know, defined holiday. They are part of the NHS agenda brand for change. So there is a salary, transparent salary route for them. For those of us that are PCM managers, we don't have that. Some of us, I did a survey, some of us are paid like 20 grand. Some of us are paid over 100 grand. Whereas the digital and transformation lead role came out, band 8A, and it wasn't a job description at the time of recording. There wasn't a job description, but there were some defined activities for this role. But I don't think we've had that for the PCM management role, but correct me if I'm wrong. And I suppose I don't think there has. And that's what spurred me on to create the resources that I have to support PCM managers. But that's a story for another day. Okay, so what is this digital and transformation lead role supposed to do? And sometimes I may say digital transformation lead and sometimes I may say digital and transformation lead. I'm talking about the same role. Okay, so what is this role supposed to do? It's supposed to enable change. It's supposed to enable transformation. And I know that's really broad. It's not my understanding from reading the guidance and joining the GP webinar that was on the, I think the 3rd of November, it's not supposed to replace your PCN management role. It's supposed to add a capacity to be able to look at what areas for improvement need to take place in your primary care network, which are likely to do with the digital infrastructure that role is to enable change. It's to enable and upskill people on how to maximise the use of the tech. It is that role can support the kind of the business intelligent tools that we have, or maybe that we're not au fait with, maybe we're not utilising to our maximum. I had a really good conversation with Arden yesterday. We were trying to get our head around Apex. A lot of us are looking at the data coming out for enhanced access. So, I think NHS England are thinking, how can we improve and maximise the use of our digital infrastructure in our primary care networks? How can we enable primary care networks to really make data informed decisions? How can we look at the data to improve efficiencies and reduce duplication? So I think I hope that makes sense. I think the role is there to enable change and transformation in your network and then take, you know, to be able to have the time and capacity to look at the needs within your network, also go out, see what is happening in your local system and bring those ideas back to upskill, to train, to maximise our digital infrastructure or other areas of the network which may need closer attention. You may be looking at a service transformation project. It's all around how can we be more efficient, more productive? How can we improve our quality of care to our patients? How can we create systems and processes which support and protect our workforce and not keep driving them to burnout and overwhelm? So that's additional capacity to be able to support that in your primary care networks. I think that role is very different from the primary care network manager. 
I see the role of the primary care network manager, and in some cases, a CEO, if not the CEO, definitely the chief operating officer, the COO of the network. And the primary care network management role is to oversee all of the operations of the network. They also support HR, they also support finance, they also support business planning. So the digital transformation lead, I think that they are different roles and very complementary in the networks that we're supporting. I looked at that role and initially after I thought, why is a primary care network manager not part of the R scheme? I did think I could use a really highly skilled person that understands data, that's good with people to help us realise the vision and the objective of our network. It's not just about the DES, it's not just about the impact and investment fund, it's about trying to really improve the quality of care for our patients and create and design services for our patients, that our patients need, that our patients want. And it's also about how can we support our workforce? And could I do with an extra pair of hands to help me with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I definitely see the role as complementary. So to help me work out whether I need this role, and you can use this as well, is that I've created a blog and at the bottom of the blog, which is called, Do you, Do We Need a Digital and Transformation Lead?, I've created a grid where I've started to put down all of the activities, like the main headlines that a PCN manager does. I've started to input some of the activities that a digital and transformation lead may undertake. I've just put may because you need to design the role and make the role fit for purpose for your network. I can give lots of ideas and I've created a JD but you have to tweak and think, I don't need that, or maybe the role could do this. And then literally it's like a tick box exercise, like is that a management role or could a digital transformation lead role? I think a manager trying to truly undertake the digital and transformation lead remit, I don't think there's just, I don't think there's enough time. I don't think the manager could not do it. I think the manager absolutely could do it, but I think... Could it be better if we divide and conquer and build our PCN management team? I do. If your network's really small and your network, when I say is like low on the maturity, if there's conflict in your network, if you don't have many roles, maybe park this role for now. Maybe you've got, you, you've got other things to focus on. But if your network, I'd say, is you know, rising up that maturity and you feel like it's a well-oiled machine, you've got a business plan, you can see areas for improvement, you're asking yourselves, would our network benefit from dedicated expertise around the digital agenda? Do we know some ex-CCG colleagues that have got experience in working in primary care that they have enabled change across multiple practices. Could we benefit from that experience and consultative background? When thinking about this role, could you be asking yourself, could we benefit from dedicated expertise to support areas for improvement in our project? It does not replace the PCN manager. Would we benefit from kind of standard operating procedures and common approaches in some areas? Would our network benefit from, you know, like a deep dive into our population health data and what does that mean? So some of you PCN managers, absolutely, you may have cracked it. And I know some of you are combining the roles. 
For those of you that aren't, I think these questions are helpful. So could you benefit from dedicated resource and expertise to help you look at your digital infrastructure and your population health data? And when I, outside of primary care, I used to work in the field of insurance and there was a team, they were called the Black Belt team. They're a team of trained project managers. I was in that team. And we were tasked, we didn't call it really quality improvement. It was just the team of black belts. I wasn't trained up to black belt. There's kind of lots of scales of training for project management. And we were in that team and we were just tasked with how can we improve our ways of working? And when I worked in that organisation, we went paperless. So we worked in the field of insurance, processing insurance claims for the Lloyds of London market. We went paperless. We outsourced some of our operations to Delhi. I was in part, I was part of that project, which is really, really exciting. We looked at our logistics department. At one point, we had like a delivery drivers driving from Folkestone to Chatham to London to Folkestone to Chatham to London, Folkestone to Chatham to London. Could we be more efficient? Where is the role of digital? And that team of black belts or the team, the black belt team would constantly be looking for improvements to improve the bottom line of that organisation and to be more efficient. Does it make sense for us to have two logistics departments in X, Y and Z? It, it doesn't. So I see the digital transformation lead. I know it's only one person at the moment. But that's that person working closely with your leadership and management team, part of your leadership and management team, working alongside them, them identifying areas for improvement and the digital and transformation need, seeking to make that happen, facilitating that area of work to make it happen. This role is going to be busy. I really do believe that. And then in the true spirit of a project, you know, like it has a start, middle of an end, it becomes business as usual. And then the digital and transformation need moves on to the next project. But I think there probably will be some day to day or, you know, like reoccurring activities that the digital and transformation lead gets involved in around reporting back the network's activity in an easy to digest way. So some of the common questions that we have as primary care networks is how many how many digital and transformation lead roles can we have at the moment each pcn is reimbursed for one what's the salary the salary is a band 8a do we have to pay the salary as a band 8a it's a, it's a tricky question i would say we've got band 7 pharmacists would you pay a band 7 pharmacist a band 6 wage no and if you did they would leave quite quickly when they know that they could get the band seven wage that they should be getting. So if the R's advice is giving us a salary banding, I think we should pay that salary. Now, what happens if you're already in that role and you're not paid that salary? I think a conversation needs to be had. Apply the principles you would to to another role and remember the network is being reimbursed for that role. It's not taking money out of practice's pockets. That may be contentious. You may disagree and that's absolutely fine. Can you pay? So the other question is essentially, can we not just take that money and pay our PCN manager and call that PCN manager a digital and transformation lead? We're not supposed to. (laughs) We're not supposed to. But this is the challenge with the role NHS England you are valuing, explicitly valuing 
the digital and transformation lead role and you haven't done that with the PCN management role. So this, that is a challenge. Will some networks do that? Probably, absolutely. Yes, they will do that. They will do that. But for those of you, for those of you have got a management team where you feel you are being paid your worth and you've got a plan, you've got a vision and you need extra help and expertise, I would really consider that. We've got an episode coming out talking about the tipping point and I talked about this at Best Practice. There will come a tipping point in your network where you need certain expertise. We can be a jack of all trades but there comes a point where you just need an expert. You need somebody that's got the skills and the background and the aptitude to do some of this stuff. It doesn't mean that you can't do it. It just means there'll be other people out there that are better than you. And as if we put our COO hat on, we want to surround people with better that, that are better than us. We want to build a stellar team. And our skill is about understanding our, or our role is about understanding the strengths and weaknesses of everybody in the team and maximising the strengths and trying to minimise the weaknesses. And if it means I have to get somebody with a different skill set to me, I'm going to do that. I'm absolutely going to do that. I know that that's my opinion. Don't come at me. (laughs) So along with this role, we also receive guidance regarding the system development funding. And we've got the opportunity to bid for system development funds um, to do with digital transformation. So I think that's a really good starting point. You've got funds to hire a person and then there's also funds to get that person to start running with a project. So I think this is a good opportunity. I really do. I think if we look at other industries, data and the use of technology is super important. I've read many articles. It's like we're all media companies. We're all tech companies. We all have to promote what we do. Healthcare organisations have to promote what they do, communicate and engage with their patients and population and wider stakeholders and keep communicating the message. So we're all media companies and we're all tech companies. There is so much technology that we have to get our heads around. We're probably, and we know that we're not maximising it to its use. We know that we're not We've got so much tech to get our heads around. Our additional role teams are growing. Next year, we've got more budgets. I know some networks that have got, you know, total resources of like 1.0 million. Some have got over 2 million, you know, 35 hours roles. Is the digital infrastructure set up to accommodate your roles now and beyond? And I think that this is a really good opportunity to pursue and to see how a digital transformation lead can support your primary care network. These are my initial thoughts. If I do a complete 180, I'll let you know, (laughs) I'll tell you. But yeah, I think this could be a good thing. Don't rush into it though. Really be clear. Why do we need this role in our network? What do we want the role to do? What would their first 90 days look like? Who is going to supervise this role? And I would say it would be the PCN manager. Make sure the PCN manager is cool with that. If PCN managers, you're hopefully you're watching this, you drive this decision. How could you see this role? And be very clear around 
What is the role of your administrator if you've got one? What is the role of the digital transformation lead? And what is the role of the, your, the manager and the CD? So you're really clear. There's sometimes this crossover and that's absolutely fine as long as you've got the infrastructure and you've got the systems and the meetings in place to make sure you keep coming back on the same page. Okay, I'm done. I hope that's helpful. We've got two blogs for you. Okay, one we share our, just an example, a draft job description, which you may find helpful. And we also provide some questions and a checklist to help you understand and work through whether this role could be right for your network. Hopefully I'll see you in the next episode. so much for joining us if you like what you hear I would absolutely love it if you left us an iTunes rating and five star review I know many of you give us a shout out on social media which is lovely to see you guys listening to the podcast so please come and find us on Twitter at THC Primary Care on Instagram and on LinkedIn just look for Tara Humphrey and if you're not subscribed to our newsletter please do you get to hear more insights more confessions some tips and tools and a roundup of our activity over the week so click on join the newsletter in the show notes and I will see you in the next episode.